Welcome to the Greatest Day Podcast. My name is Craig Smith, your host and the creator of the Greatest Day Mindset. This podcast is all about helping you gain the tools and insight needed to shift your focus in life and begin living each day to the fullest. The Greatest Day Mindset is a lifestyle. It's a way of living each day with a positive attitude. It is choosing to be happy and live life with energy no matter your current circumstances. Today truly is the only day you have to live, shape, and create who it is you want to become. So choose to make today the greatest day of your life. Welcome back to another episode of the Greatest Day Podcast. You know, this movement, if you're, uh, if you're new here, it's all about creating a healthier version of yourself to have a better day than yesterday. That's it. That's it. And the mindset really in the lifestyle is just about, well, you heard it in the intro if you listened. It's about not not just living today as if it's our last, but living it as if it's our only. Because it really is. This is it. Nobody's ever seen tomorrow. So that's what we're trying to do. And today I'm going to talk about 10 ways, this comes from an Instagram post, but 10 things you can do or begin doing or get back to doing to improve your marriage. And we're just going to dive right in. There's um, there's not much more as far as administrative updates, my life updates, any any other thing happening. Um, the, the Mindset and Macros group training program is uh, it's still in building process uh, and excited about that, getting kind of more clarity on, on what we're bringing, um, me and my man Brad. So just keep sticking around for updates on that and make sure you're jumping into the group coaching uh, program when it's out because it's, uh, it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be, it's more than just, you know, it's combining all those, those areas, right? The mind, body, the spirit, the, the, the all this stuff. So Pretty stoked about that. Pretty excited what's going to happen with there. But let's get to today's topic, which um, it, it comes from that Instagram post of those 10 things you can do to improve your marriage. And we're just going to dive in. And they're not in any specific order except number one and number 10. And number one is have your own life. Have your own life. This is huge. This is huge. And this is something that you've heard me talk about and push over and over again, which is a healthy me leads to a healthy we. And the foundation of that is you've got to show up and take care of yourself. You've got to have that individuality. If you are just swallowed up inside of a relationship in a very codependent manner where your worth and your purpose and everything about just you as an individual is tied and connected to your marriage and your partner. Um, that's not a great. That's not a great formula for lasting um, fulfillment and happiness in your marriage. Because we we do we need to have our individuality for more than one reason. But ultimately, if you guys were the same person, one of you would be useless. If my wife and I were the same exact person, if we did the same things, we liked all the same things, we did this. We, one of us would just be a wasted space. We wouldn't be useful. There's, there's, it's like I already have one of me. 
I don't need another one of me. I need an individual. I need someone to bring new flavor to my life, new insights, new. Um, so have your own life, have your own hobbies, do your own things, have your, have your friends, have many things that cross over with your partner and have that shared meaning and shared purpose and excitement. And, and ultimately it's all about a shared purpose, but, um, where you guys cross over and intersect intentionally, but then have the things that you do and they're just kind of yours. They're just yours and, and, and not, not your partners. And then, and then it, you know, build up them to have their own, you know, the more you can encourage and, and find ways to help them have their own life, you know, you'll have yours as well. And then, and then we're just excited and we're stronger together. So awesome. Number two, arrange weekly meetings. This is, um, this is, this is important. All of these things are important. That's why they're on the list. But to be able to just come together and have these open conversations, like these meetings to just say, here's what the week looks like. Or maybe you have it at the end of, you know, here's what the week looked like, what I liked, what I didn't, what I want to adjust different for the week to come. Um, what's on your calendar? What's on my calendar? Where do we need to, to meet up? First and foremost, here's date night. Let's make sure that's the first thing that gets on the calendar together. But it's just that time to connect have conversation, make sure you're on the same page, you know, the, the whole intersecting your lives on purpose. Uh, I think many of us, many couples, many marriages, it's, it's not uncommon to just begin to not intentionally, but, but just begin to drift apart by lack of attention. And so arranging and having these weekly meetings is a way to avoid that. And more so it's a way to promote that closeness and connection. Um, so get, get on a calendar, get in each other's phones on, on your schedules and just say, this is our time to connect, have our weekly meetings, break it down. Right. Number three, talk about the little things. Now this is going to come, this will fall right into the meetings that you're having, but it's daily stuff. And maybe it's through text. Um, a client that I, that I saw recently gave me a brilliant idea, which, um, I don't know if if she gave me that idea or if it just stemmed from our conversation, but this whole thing of just sending voice notes, like voice texts, <clears throat> not, not having your voice transcribed into text, but a voice note. And I, there's apps for this and that's like the Marco Polo thing. And that's the, so these things are great. Um, cause it's a way to just connect on the little things and talk about the little things. It's ultimately all these little things that when they're neglected is when we, when we find that drift in our relationship to happen. So it's not like these big profound moments of, of connection, but it's all the little, it's all the little, um, connecting moments and, and casting the vote towards connection. And it's in those little, it's in those little things talking about the little things. So make that a priority. That might be a great beginning to, um, for you guys is to talk about the little things, not uncommon at all for the couples that I work with is that I get them almost the first thing actually. Um, and those of you who are met with, who meet with me or who have met with me, if you're listening, then, then, you know, you can, you know, you can validate this and you can confirm it that I get couples just having their five minute, five minutes together. 
10 minutes together, five minutes each. I've talked about it before. Um, but just having that practice of, I'm just here to listen. And I want you to have that space to be able to talk. And then the other person is like, well, I'm not really used to talking. So this is practice for me as well. And what do I say? Well, say all the little things. Talk about the little things. Um, number four on the list is apologize when you are wrong. I did an entire um, episode with Nate Bagley from Growth Marriage. <clears throat> um, and a whole episode on on forgiveness and um, apologies and, and these things. Apologize when you're wrong. And some of you may not believe you're wrong. Um, you are. You're wrong. You're wrong to think that you're never wrong. But when you are, what what a connecting moment to just be able to say, hey, I, I missed it. Like I messed up and I was wrong. And a great apology is owning it, it's kind of it's a few steps in there right so owning owning your actions is the first part like of the apology i recognize i'm owning that i was wrong in the following ways and here's what i plan to do about it to correct in the future like that's kind of the full apology right own it give evidence of why you like that you are wrong in the following ways so that they actually get it more than just hey i'm sorry about that about what? Fill in, fill in the blanks already. I'm sorry that I forgot our anniversary. Oh man, that's a big one, but it happens. And I, and I promise to do my best to make it up starting now. We're going it like, so own what you did in the following ways and then an action plan. Here's what I'm going to do about it to be right now and in the future. <clears throat> that's kind of a full apology and that's meaningful. It's meaningful to couples when you're on the receiving end and it's just the same when you're the one that is owning it, which can be really hard sometimes, but powerful in your long-term purpose and connection together. So apologize when you're wrong. Um, number five, stop yelling. Pretty self-explanatory, right? Stop yelling. <clears throat> Here's the thing. When voices increase the tone increases get louder there's this natural instinct inside whether you like it or not whether you think you can control it or not it's just there people get defensive and when people are defensive they're no longer hearing the words that you're saying so one of the ultimate goals in communication is that each of us wants to feel heard if you want to feel heard from your partner set up set up the scenario set up the dynamics that they can better hear you you can't control your partner you can't you can't like make them hear you you but you can influence heavily by the way you deliver what you're about to say that you want to feel heard on and if you raise your voice and you are yelling <clears throat> this natural tendency for the other person to shut down, put up their guards, become defensive, become emotional. Their heart rate's going to automatically start picking up if they if they feel that threatening or defensive kind of way. And, um, and then they won't hear you, which is your ultimate goal is to be heard and validated, right? So by yelling, you're already setting your partner up to not be able to do that. So you, you can have some influence in this. Keep your tone calm. 
Um, it can still be a passionate discussion. It can still have energy and, and, and like importance and you can still have stress and, and that kind of intense intensiveness behind your, your voice. But if you're yelling, that's, that's what's tending to happen is your partner is shutting down. You're no longer being heard. And the, and really it just stops there because now everyone's just going to try to make their point heard and why I'm right and you're wrong. And, and then we're getting nowhere, <clears throat> right? An important discussion ends up being talking about, you know, who took the trash out more and who didn't that. And, and remember eight years ago when you did that one thing to me. And so we just get lost in the process. So keep your tone down if you want to feel, if you want to have that influence to help your partner hear you better, stop yelling. Number six, hold hands. I love this one. This is another one of those little things that have big impacts in your relationship. There are many, many sensors in your hands, like sensory, like touch, like this is touch, right? And touch is more than just like what I can feel um, on my on my skin. Like if my hand is in your hand, yeah, I can feel your skin. But it's more than that. It like starts to get a different connection, like emotionally speaking. And it's firing off other sensors inside of us. And uh, it can be a very powerful thing to just hold hands. So if you guys have routine things you do, whether it's watching TV, going for walks, driving in the car... Make it a point to begin to hold hands um, periodically. Like just add that in there. Rather than driving and your hands be on uh, your phone or, you know, maybe just hold hands. If you're just on a little bit of a walk, just hold hands. If you're watching TV, it's not saying sit on the couch together and hold hands the whole time. But maybe a little bit because of the closeness. And again... We're doing these things with the intentionality of increasing our closeness and our connection. So it's like, you want to save your marriage? Hold hands. Uh, No, not quite. But you want to improve your marriage? You want to improve your closeness and your connection? And and have those feelings of um, security and whatnot? Touch more. And, And do it by holding hands. So start there. So I love that one. Real simple, basic stuff that can have a big impact. Um, So hold hands more. Number seven, laugh more. We could go into the entire, there's, there's an entire therapy practice of just like, like laugh therapy, like just creating laughter to boost emotions. And it's, uh, it's true. I think we all can say that we feel better after a good laugh. We all feel like an elevation in our, in our neurobiology, our neurochemistry. Like we feel, we actually feel better after laughing. So create more moments of laughter. Like if you just feel that, that, that tense kind of atmosphere, like put on a comedy. My wife and I just watched, um, I mean, we do often anyway, but watch comedies and, it, it just, it just changes. It just changes the energy in the room. It changes the energy between us. It's just, it's just fun. Like, um, and there was a while, I'll be honest. Um, she'll, she knows this, but where I just wasn't, I wasn't into having fun or laughing. I was pretty focused, like 
business wise and I was I was all business and it was like not having any not having a lot of fun and not laughing as much and and I, we could feel it in our marriage for sure you know so she called me out on the carpet like you're just not that fun anymore what's your what's your problem um my problem was we weren't laughing enough that was not my fault and I owned it and uh we've we've corrected course laughing more and it's fun it's nice it's a, definitely a a great connector in our relationship and I think just in in general in life is laugh more you feel better when you feel better you behave better when you behave better you know things just start start increasing in in the marriage and closeness and connection so laugh more hold hands while you're doing it and quit yelling those are the last three number eight number eight schedule sex Ooh, some people just shifted in their chairs a little bit got a little nervous or, or anxious about it. Um, when I made this post, I actually got, I got a few messages on this one. Um, one in particular from my, from one of my good friends, uh, my online good friends, another clinician, and it spurred a pretty good discussion for us. Uh, it was, it was cool. This one will, this one will always get a good, um, some good dialogue going with people about this whole scheduling sex Um, Because people don't all, not everybody feels great about it. Um, They they feel like it takes away from the excitement or, you know, it just, it it doesn't feel natural or it feels more forced and now it's not as fun. And, but here's the truth. If you, if you find that scheduling sex works for you, then keep doing it. Then keep doing it. We'll talk more about it in a second. But if you're a couple and, and you say that sounds horrible, like one of the things that is great about our sex life is that our spontaneity is is like, like we like that. We like the excitement of the randomness. We like the, cool, then don't schedule it. Here's, here's the thing for scheduling sex. <clears throat> life is busy. People are busy. Uh, and if you're not being intentional about connecting in this way, excuse me, then you might not. And then we're in a sexless marriage and, uh, and then everything kind of crumbles around it. I mean, just an example. I'm not saying that's your case, but so it's, um, if you're, if you're having little to very little sex, this is a wonderful way to just put it on the calendar and say, that is our time. We're both agreeing to it. We're now you gotta both schedule it, right? One person can't be like, "Okay, this is our night," and then the other one doesn't know about it. Um, probably not gonna be a good formula for success. But you're both agreeing upon it. You're both saying, "Yes, this is great. Let's make that night our night." Then you might already just be increasing the frequency one, two, three, maybe four times a, a month more. Um, and then as you're doing that more, you might just accidentally, you know, have sex once again during the week at a random time. So it's more about like, and I don't want to, I don't want this to come off as like, it's a deed, like it's an obligation, but when you know that it's an important component and aspect of your relationship and it helps kind of create a foundation for doing these other things that are, that are helpful, then you do want to make it a priority. And if you don't make it a priority, then it's going to be days and weeks and sometimes for people it's months and nothing's happened. So 
but this colleague she um she gave some great some great thoughts on it and she said that in her relationship there's a 72 hour rule which has been really helpful um for them it's like hey we're we're getting right around that <clears throat> two three day mark and <clears throat> excuse me it's it's definitely time that we make this a priority not like oh gosh i gotta do it again but it's like no hey this is important for us to connect we're getting around that three-day mark uh let's make it happen which i think is awesome it's um it doesn't have to be this set in stone thing but it's again it's this symbolic thing of this is important in our relationship therefore important things sometimes get put on the calendar because if they're not life happens being a mom happens being a dad happens being a provider happens managing 10 other things at once happens and and that can just kind of become you know move down the list of priorities and then when it's not happening for some of us it's you know especially if it's your love language then then you're just you're not feeling that anymore and then that that drift happens so it's um it's kind of a a, a taboo thing people don't like talking about but uh, you know, it can be a very beneficial thing in your relationship if you feel like frequency is down and, and it is an important thing for you guys to connect in that way. So this was another part of the discussion we had <clears throat> was sex is much more than just intercourse. It's not just about that, the act itself. It's about... So so yes, that's probably the scheduling sex is what it, what we're talking about is scheduling time for just that but it's also about all the other stuff right so all the things in between intercourse so all the foreplay all the the fun touch all the like physical touch things that are happening the holding the hands the hand on your shoulders the 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 kisses the hugs the everything in between all of that in my opinion, is building in your, I mean, it is, it's building into your sexual relationship. And so it's not just about, it's not just about, Hey, let's schedule and have sex. It's about let's, let's have sex all the time through our body language, through our chemistry, through our connection, through, you know, these little, these little moments of just, you know, a quick make out here or a nice embrace and hug there or, but then Let's make sure that that the way most people think about sex is happening as well. And if that's got to be scheduled, then great. So anyway, it's just this ongoing dance of just maintaining your physical and sexual relationship in, in, good, in a good status. And that you've got to figure out together um, in your own unique relationship. There's not a right number. There's not a wrong number. There's just what you guys agree upon and that you're having a conversation. It's awesome. If it's open and it's being talked about, you're going to be much more better off than a lot of people, a lot of relationships out there who aren't talking about it and not doing anything about it. They're just hoping for the best um, and running into a lot of barriers along the way with in forms of like rejection and not feeling loved and then just kind of like feeling like they want to give up on things. So Make it a priority, and if scheduling is the way that you do that, then do it. And if it makes it boring and weird, then don't do it. 
figure that out with your with yourselves. Okay. Number nine. I'd love to hear more about that, by the way. What'd you guys think about that? <clears throat> Send me a message or an email and add your thoughts to it. Number nine, imagine the other person gone. I love this in a weird, twisted kind of way. I do my cemetery walks at least once a week. Um, and I just go there sometimes in my mind, like, oh my gosh, like I know I talk about today could be our last day. So we're making it the most, like we're making today the greatest day of our life. Cause we don't know if, if this is it. And sometimes I go there in my mind, like this, it might be my last day, but it might also be my wife's last day. Like what if something did happen? This, Oh, it's really a sad um, thought and feeling. And, and uh, I've cried about it before thinking about my kids being gone and my wife being gone. Like that sucks. But you know what it does? It helps me appreciate what's right in front of me. So that's why it's on the list. And uh, it can, you know, we can get into some pretty defeated and, and nasty and negative places in our marriage sometimes and thinking about our partner and thinking about just the status of just things. But if you took a minute and intentionally thought about <clears throat> they could be gone and you'd never have them again, which some of you may be listening, that is your reality. So you get it. Um, for those of us who that is not our reality, but if we can go there in our minds, I think it builds a, a deeper sense of love, appreciation. And, you know, just I'm not taking this for granted today because you're sitting right in front of me and that's, and not everybody has that. Other people are dealing, I mean, it's highly likely that some one of you listening right now has experienced that. And, and for that, I'm, I'm sorry. That's a pain. I hope I don't have to experience. Um, so I'm going to get a, a little bit of a taste of it. If it, if I can find purpose in that, in that pain that I create within myself, thinking that she's gone, I'm going to do it because it's going to make me look at her a little bit different when I get home, even after recording this. It's going to make me look at her a little bit different. I'll probably just send her a text right after I am done recording, to be honest. Uh, so I'd encourage you to do the same. Like, I'm, 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 I'm glad you're in my life. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we've got each other. Um, you know that those little things I was kind of getting pissed off yesterday about? It's not a big deal. It's really not. I mean, you're here right now, and, and uh, look, I love you. Let's just Let's just make the most of what we've got. You know, something like that, that's a pretty powerful moment, even as I'm talking about it right now. Like, just evidence, right? This is a in real time evidence of the, the power and the impact that this thing can have. So take it on, you guys. If uh, More on yourself, more than just listening to me. And, um, yeah, just embrace. Embrace what's what we actually do have just a little bit more today. Number 10 on the list kind of goes along with what I was just talking about, but this is intentionally number 10 because this is what I want to end with and it's voice your gratitude. I'm all about gratitude in life. <clears throat> I'm all about gratitude in the way we pursue and operate and, and prime our minds for, for the world. <clears throat> and I'm especially, um, 
intentional about voicing gratitude in relationships. Doesn't mean I'm always good at it. But this is number 10 for a reason. Because when criticism outweighs appreciation, you are in you are in a, you're in a rough spot and you're in a you're in the danger zone when criticism is is happening a lot more than your appreciation for the other person it's only a matter of time <clears throat> that um you know people people stop showing up for their relationships when they don't feel appreciated and 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 people people stop appreciating when they don't make it an intentional practice to say thank you for what the others are doing or to see the the gratitude and the appreciation in the little things you know and and take this even further the thing that you are find yourself annoyed with about your partner and we all have them it's okay that's that's a normal natural thing twist it find a way to find um appreciation and gratitude in that thing that you you're annoyed of with uh, it's been, I've, I've shared it on other episodes, but my, and guys, you you know, you, you probably got this too. And maybe heck, maybe even some women who have the, uh, the, the privilege and honor of having a husband with hair. I don't have to deal with this. So, um, but pulling of the hair, like split ends or pulling the hair sounded a little violent. That's not, I'm not talking about that. This this just like shedding women shed it's just that's what happens you got long hair you got a lot of it it's fallen out um this is just part of the process but oh my gosh for so long i i probably still have a little bit in this i'm gonna keep working on it but for so long i would see my wife's hair on the bathroom floor and be like come on pick it like pick it up it's disgusting and then I realized, you know, this is one of those things that's never, ever going away. Never. So I'm not, I'm really not stressing about this for the rest of my life. I got to find a different way to look at it. So I twisted it in my mind about how I can find a gratitude and appreciation in that, which is I love my wife's hair. I love when she does it certain ways. Um, I'm, I am grateful that she has it and that that that's not something she has to deal with and that's not an added stress in her life and and you know if that means that I sometimes get to bend down and just pick up the hair or sweep it up or great great or even more so you know at the random moments in my day I bet if I stopped and looked around right now I could find one where I've got just one of her hairs in my clothes or you know, on my shoe or on my pants, you know, I, I, I've taken those moments to just be like, Oh, look at that. Cool. I got, I got this bonus moment in the day where I could just be reminded of her and cool. I like that. So rather than be annoyed by the hair being everywhere, including inside my own clothes where I'll see a little one hanging out and the more I pull it, it just keeps going and going and going and going. Um, Instead, now I'm just like, mm, hey, hon, thinking of you too. And it, it really does shift and change the way we perceive some of these things. So find an annoyance that you're having with your partner and switch it around to appreciation. Switch it or swap it around to a, a moment of gratitude. Um, and then 
just on top of that, just make gratitude more habitual. Make it more of a pattern. Make it more of a a daily thing that you're doing verbally, on a sticky note, in text, a voice note, something. You are voicing something you're grateful for in your partner that they did, that they are, how they behave, that anything. And and hopefully they will pick up on it and return it and how they're grateful for you. And maybe you guys just make it a an actual ritual in your relationship where that that 10 minutes of, of talk that I mentioned earlier, part of that, each person finishes after their five minutes is up. They end with, you know, okay, there's everything I wanted to talk about. My time's up. Here are three things I'm feeling very grateful for about you. Your turn. That person gets their five minutes. They end their five minutes by saying, here are three things I'm very grateful for about you or that I just have appreciated lately or that I just think you need to hear about because I just... I thank you for them. Um, that will that will shift some serious energy in your marriage. I promise you that. I promise. Anytime I have been and the people I work with, the couples that I've had in my office, anytime there is stress and strain and what feels like emotional disconnect and distancing, um, criticism is happening more frequently than appreciation and gratitude. So intentionally switch that formula in your marriage begin right there and watch your relationship take a turn for the positive I can almost all but guarantee I'm not making guarantees on here but do it follow these 10 things implement you know one two five ten of them whatever feels natural and um, that you're able to do in your marriage and and hopefully start to see the benefits um, in it that's it. That's our 10 things. I think we're at a half an hour today. This is one of my longest one podcasts lately. So thanks for sticking around for it. Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Thank you for showing up for your marriage. Even if that means just pushing play here and this, you know, this episode. If there are people that you think can benefit from, you know, my, uh, my rants on here and just the stuff that we're putting out the stuff that I'm putting out on the podcast, on Instagram, in the journal, the focus journal, uh, whatever, then share it, please share it. And thank you for sharing it. Cause many of you do, and you tag me in it and, and I see them and I, and it fuels me and I appreciate it. So thank you guys so much. And, uh, now that I'm talking about these things, I did think of an update that might be noteworthy for you guys. And that is greatest day mindset merch, merchandise, apparel, shirts, hoodies, hats, beanies. Um, They're in the making. So keep an eye out. You're probably going to start seeing some of them uh, that I'm going to wear. It's going to become my new daily. My new daily uniform is, is something from that, but they are in production, they're in the making, and uh, I'm excited to get some of this energy on the inside, showing to the world on the outside. And hopefully you'll join me as well, you know, if it's something that, that you're vibing with and it's something you want to also put out to the world, hopefully you'll, you know, you'll support it and, and pick up a shirt or, or hoodie or something. But um, they will be out soon, you'll see all the messaging and all the, the, the stuff that we got going on with that. And uh, just keeping this message moving forward, which is, again, it's the greatest day of our lives because it's all we got. So let's make the most of it. 
Let's make the most of it and, and share that gratitude, share that positivity, and uh, spread that. There's not enough of it in the world, but those of us who've got of it, we want to keep it going. So thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this movement, part of this crew, and uh, appreciate you guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Greatest Day podcast. Hopefully the information given today will help each of you as you continue to improve your life, stay present, and make each day better than the last. As always, please take a minute and share this episode or this podcast with someone that you think would benefit and hit that subscribe button, leave a review, and let's continue to spread the greatest day mindset to as many people as we can. I appreciate each of you once again. We'll see you on the next episode. And as always, make today the greatest day of your life. Oh, 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 oh,